And right there waiting for you are the border bullies that remind you of who you are, where you came from, why you should be doing this, why this didn't work for them. And you got to make a decision. I'm either going to push through them while they're shouting at me and pushing me around Mm -hmm. and push forward, or I'm going to allow them to turn me back. Life experiences that are tangled in leadership. This is the 2120 Podcast. You know, we're just two guys that started a podcast over coffee, talking about some of the things that we learned through leadership and business. And we decided to make a show about it, bringing you the insights and experiences that you can apply in your work and in your relationships. But we are so glad you're here because passing life lessons on is a gift we can all benefit from. You remember the video of Draymond Green? I tell me, you. tell me who that is again. Okay, so he's at a press conference. Draymond Green is a, a basketball player for the Golden State Warriors. Okay, and Mark Stein of ESPN asks him a question. Draymond, uh, are you the? Do you really believe you're the best defensive player? Like, what about these other guys? Mm-hmm. It's something to that effect. And Draymond drops some of the greatest wisdom. Like for me, I was like, I love how he just said it. And I've used it in trainings before. And what here's, here's his response. He says something to the effect of, you have to believe that you're the best. If you don't believe you're the best, you've already lost. He said, I am not saying I'm the best defensive player. What I am saying is that I believe that I will be the best defensive player that ever has played the game. And he went on to explain it back to to the reporter. He said, if you don't come in here with the mindset that you're the best at what you do, you've already failed. And the clip goes for about, it's about a two minute clip. And I I think I can bring it into this podcast so so we could actually listen to it together and sure, uh, you know, the audience can hear it. But the, the way that he says it, the question to me is, is it arrogance or is it extreme confidence? And what's the difference? Because I, when I've showed it in trainings before, there's a certain amount of people that look at it and see it a little bit as arrogance. Sure. Most people do tend to see it as like, man, that's like he's talking bold and courageously. It's really, really confident. And for me, uh, as a person that, that, I don't know. I, th- I feel like I have a little sensitivity to my own self. Like, do, am I coming across as uh, arrogant right now? Yeah, right. And yeah. so I think there's times when I've played small when I shouldn't have, and I should have stepped into it deeper and firmer and stronger and spoke more like Draymond. And one of the best quotes of that video, just as it's coming back to me at the end He's he uh, Mark Stein's asking him about, well, what do you think about Kawhi Leonard, who's known as like the greatest um, or one of the best defensive players in, in, you know, he's playing right now also with Draymond Green and he plays currently for the Clippers. And uh, he says, well, they call they called uh, Kawhi the claw and Draymond sort of interrupts him and he says, well, they call him the claw because he has some of the largest hands we've ever seen. Cause this dude's got hands like yeah. incredible. And he said, and he is a great defensive player. Uh, and I think that's why they call him the claws because of his hand size. And so Mark Stein comes back and he says, so if he, if, if Kawhi is the claw, who are you? He's like, I'm Draymond. 
and he, and it's like mic drop and he walk it's the end of the press conference. He yeah. walks out. He's like, I'm Draymond. And again, it was that extreme level of self-assurance, self-confidence. I just I think it's really, really cool. Have you so so it kind of comes into the question then is have you found yourself in situations like that? Have you found yourself where maybe you or somebody else has stepped into that or maybe play a little bit small? And how might you coach somebody between this? I mean, cause you're really towing a line right there of arrogance and confidence. You, you gotta be careful. Like God given gifts are one thing, uh, to claim that you are the guru or the expert to me is where it starts to get a little bit, uh, shifted to the other side. Yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> I am, I am arrogant. I come off arrogant. You know, I, I am confident in what I do. Can I, can I just tell you? Yeah. I, and I truly, truly mean this as when you're like, you're one of my closest friends. Sure. I have never seen you. I would have never, I would never label you as arrogant or conceited. Well, I don't know if I'm conceited. I wouldn't say I'm to those. Conceited. I'm saying those two words are the sure. same. No, I, I think you're right. No, but I, like I am, <laughs> I say what I want to say. Sure. I don't hold back. Um, I will get, cocky you know i will take shots when i need to take shots okay when you drink you you do get you get a little bit more that way (laughs) (laughs) sure like no it's like i i i can i can come off with 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 my crew that i'm very close with you know i can get i can toe that line and be very very close to it and sometimes even push past it where it's like yeah i was i was being a little cocky right there Hmm. but with with anything like if you if you are cocky and you can back it up, then it's like, oh, ooh, like he just said he was going to do this and he just did that. Yes. Like that's that's pretty impressive. Now, humble is is a word that you know you can still get your point across without being cocky and arrogant and humble and look at it and go, wow, we didn't see that one coming. Look at what he just did. Right. That that's 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 the more impactful thing. Like I can stand in front of a group and go, I'm gonna go out and do this right now. This is gonna be so awesome. I'm the best and do it and it's the best. Or I can just be that silent assassin that's, you know, just kind of quiet. Yep, I think we can do this today. And then you go out and just smash it. And it's like that's that that's what I that's what you need to lean towards, I think. And I don't disagree with that at all. I in fact I'm I'm much more drawn to that person anyway. And so when I think about the way Draymond also responded was the, one of the first things I thought is like, he just said something powerful and, and it sounded at first arrogant. Sure. But when you said the word humble, there is a humility to it. He's basically admitting I'm on a journey and I have a vision that I'm going to pursue. No one's going to stop me the only person that he's really battling is himself. Right. And I I love that. And, um, when you talk about humility, um, I was in a room with some really high end leaders, um, a couple of years ago, Rick Allen is, is, is this gentleman's name. And Rick is not a, not a large man. Like he's, you know, he's just kind of an average size guy. Mm -hmm. And when, when Rick speaks at this table and there's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of ego. There's a lot of people that have done some incredible stuff. Every time he spoke, the room was quiet. 
when Rick spoke, people wanted to hear it. And in fact, one of the people across from me that knew him said, you know, every time that he speaks, like, you guys got to listen to this guy because uh, it's something good, you know, it's coming out of his mouth. And he didn't say a lot. Yep. And he, he said these words. He said, if I ever come across as intimidating, that is on me. He's like, I don't ever want to come across as intimidating, which is a little bit too, you know, kind of similar to what we're talking about here. He, he just said, it's all about being, um, having humility. Sure. Yeah. It's, it's definitely a fine line. Cause I think there's, I mean, I think of like the, the locker room talk, a bunch of guys in the locker room, like after the game talking about how many points they put up and man, I did this and I did that. And like, where were you at? And like their teammates now, was that person using his um, his tone and his personality and his cockiness to get his, the other player riled up? You know, because I think sometimes, you know, you know that your teammate, if it's you, like you bring a lot to this table. Like you didn't show up today, man. Like I had to, pull, I had to carry you all day, and I'm just trying to light a fire under you. But right. I like if if it's you, like you're, you know, you didn't show up. You know, you had a rough game. Like, does that just knock you down even more going, man, shut up. Like, I, I screw you. Like, I, mm-hmm. and you just, you want to fight or does it get you fired up to go? Yep. I'm going out in the, you know, the next game, I'm going to freaking smash you. And like, we, 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 we play better together. Um, but no, I think, you know, knowing you're great, like you said earlier and having the confidence of that gets you going. It, it's, it, it's a, but it's a small piece of the puzzle. Um, and that's one of the, the toughest things as a, as a leader is seeing things in people and seeing the greatness in people, but, but having, you know, needing them to see it in themselves first. Yes. And that's, that's the, t- one of the toughest things. And, you know, you and I have talked about David and, you know, David saw great in me. I didn't see great in me, mm-hmm. you know? So there's the, I have this kid who has potential to be a freaking rock star, but until he sees it, he's never going to go after it. So let me tell him that I see it and maybe that'll spark something. And that sparked me buying into my company for the rest of my, my life mm-hmm. because of one guy who I had mad respect for saying, you're great. Let's go be great together. There are so many people. And I think of like 10 just popped into my head right now. I think about my work that have greatness in them, but they're just, they're not, not seeing it yet. They, they, they're going through the motions. They're, they're doing the job. They're, you know, in they second. may be even doing like pretty well, right? Oh yeah, I for mean, sure. Oh it, yeah, we're not just 100%. talking like kind of slough. Right? No, they're 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 doing well. Yeah, you know, we kind of touched about this earlier. We were talking in our earlier conversation about you know shifting in a car. Yeah. they're in second and third gear. Yeah, and they're they're grinding fourth. Like they they just they can't figure out how to get into fourth gear, and either we find a way to teach them how to drive a stick so they're they're good to go. Or we buy them an automatic and say, you're driving this from now on. This is what you need. <laughs> sure. Right. Or like they that. just stay in third gear. Yeah. And they, 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 they like getting into third gear and they just putz around town and it's not a big deal. They're never going to go on the interstate because they know they can't get into fourth gear. So they stay in their comfort zone, which is smaller speed limits and they don't go anywhere else. They don't get to see the world. They don't get to experience other things because they're in second and third gear. They have greatness in them, but until they truly see it, they'll never attack greatness. 
Yeah, you know, that's deep and my, my wheels are spinning uh, because I think one of the reasons that I pursued what I want to do, you know, and working with businesses and leaders and doing trainings and coaching, all of these things, it's, it's, I have a, I have a strength uh, finder theme called maximizer mm-hmm. and maximizer is really about investing in taking something from really great to superb. And that's how I see people like you have so much inside of you that, that you haven't tapped into yet. I see it for you. I want to share it. I want to encourage you. And if you're willing, I want to come alongside of you and help you get there. Um, I, I just, that to me is such a, you do that. I know that's one of the things that we talk about a lot. Those are things that, that are important to us, that drive us, that motivate us. I absolutely love when somebody sees themselves differently and, and the light turns on. And for me as a coach uh, or in a training room or wherever it is, when you start to see that for another person, it's like, okay, this is why I do what I do. Now it feels really, really good. But I believe that, that one of the biggest tragedies is people that are unwilling, that don't have the courage to step into that, that resist it. And, and the ones that frustrate me are the ones that are like, well, I really want it. I really, I really, really, really want it, but they're not willing to. They say they want it, yeah, but they're not willing to execute and go get and, it. And I don't think I can help them. I'm, I'm not a right. I'm not the right fit for them. You're Somebody never, else might be. You're never going to like, I love those people. I mean, I mean, they're good. Well, they're, sure. they're good people. They're always a good person. Yeah. But they can tell me what I want to hear. And I'm like, all right, let's go. Yeah. Like, let's make it happen. Yeah. And then it's like Oof. an excuse pops up or this. And so, but it's always, I want, I want it. I want it. But they're never willing to go and actually go out and get it and get, you know, r- roll the sleeves up, grab the shovel, put the shovel in the ground and move some dirt. They're, always have something else that's going to get in the way of that. Those are the ones that'll never take you to where you want to go. Mm-hmm. Like they're great people. They're fun to talk to. They're, you know, they're on your team, but they're never going to take you to that next level. They're mm-hmm. going to be the same person today as they will be in 10 years because they're not willing to find other things. That's, that's one of my biggest frustrations when you see mad talent like that. And it's just like, it's just getting covered up. You know, it's like dust on a, you know, a, a brand new piece of glass and it, over time it just gets dusty and you know, underneath of it, there's a shiny piece of glass and you take your hand and you basically pull it off and you see your hand streaks and it's this beautiful glass, but then it fills up with dirt, with dust again. Like they're just, they're just not willing to grab the Windex, spray it down really, really good, clean it off. And then for the rest of their life, it's always pristine and clear. It's, it, it gets cluttered with dust. More times than not, those are on your team everywhere. And mm-hmm. in every in every little pocket, there always, there's always someone. Now, the diamond in the rough is the one that is is that, and you tap into it and it clicks. And then they become start becoming great because they, they see it, they they want more. Those are the ones that will take you to where you want to go, that will drive your business forward, that will um, give you the feels that you need to keep doing what you're doing because you're seeing them be successful. Those are the ones that will fill your f- tank. And when you have that other one that's not getting there, like you're, you're okay. I mean, you're still good because you're, you're, your tank's being filled by somebody else. 
But there's also a time where you can only do so much. Mm-hmm. You can't change the world. Like you have to look at it and go, man, I, 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 every week I pour into you. Every day I'm, I'm helping you with something. At what point do you cut your loss and go, you know what? Like this is where, this is as far as I can take you because you don't want to go any farther. I'm going to take somebody else now. And then you push them farther and it, it works and it clicks. And then you're moving on to the, to the next person because, you know, you can't just keep pouring into someone and it just keeps overflowing and you're wasting all this good stuff when there's people that are like, man, you know, fill me up. I'll, I'll take some of that. Exactly. And I, I'm glad you said that because that that's the opportunity cost when you can get, um, it's almost like you have blinders on mm-hmm. and you're not seeing the others that, uh, that, that could benefit from it for sure. Uh, when you were talking about the car analogy, I really liked that. You were talking about shifting, shifting, you know, kind of stuck in third gear or not knowing how to shift out of there. Yep. The the one thing that started to, um, I don't know, that kind of came to mind is, I wonder how many, car, I wonder how many gears there are. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, because like I'm thinking of, oh, okay, you know, when I think of a five speed, right, that's a manual. But I'm like, is there a sixth gear? Is there overdrive? Like, is there a 10th gear? Is there a 20th gear? I don't know. Because... Yeah, I think there's some people that seem to like find those gears. Yeah, I think you find out. I mean, it's it's like we talk about the he has a very high ceiling. Mm-hmm. Well, what does that ceiling look like? Because mm-hmm. your ceiling is different than my ceiling, you know. And just just when you think and back to the, the car analogy that you're in the sixth gear and it's like you you can't go any faster. Holy shit! What's this turbo button? Like, what does this do? You know, <laughs> right. like this this nitrous button. Like, I push this, and it's like, holy crap! I can go even faster. Yeah. Like you find you find something, and you go, holy crap! We didn't know that we had an extra gear. Like there, that that's the fun stuff. You know, it's like I had no idea you had this much. I mean, I saw potential, but I had no idea you had this much potential. I mean, you you tap into someone and you see how their brain works and their level of thinking. You go, holy crap, I had no idea you even thought this way. This is great. But it goes back to, you know, the basics of being a human is knowing your people. Like if you don't tap into them and learn about them and ask questions and feel them out and challenge them, you're really never going to know what's what they're capable of. And you know, the leaders that we're talking about of seeing that inside that fire, that, that burning that it's like, Holy crap, they have something inside them. That's going to be great. You don't get there by not talking to them. You don't see that by not talking to them. You, you experience it because you're putting yourself in a position to learn about them and, and push them and give them things and see what they, what they do with it. And then you're like, Holy crap, you have more in you that I, I didn't even know about. That's the cool part from the standpoint of, taking whatever you're trying to accomplish to that next level, you need people like that on your team. Mm -hmm. And it, you know, for like, for my business, it's, it's getting them as a freshman in, in college and starting them out in a cashier role or a sales role. And, you know, sophomore year comes in, they're pretty darn good. Junior year comes and they're moving into a a different role. And then senior year comes and it's like, holy crap, like they're really, really good because we've been pouring into them for four years and they're buying into what we're, what we're doing. And then it's like graduation time, man, I really like what I'm doing at Shields, my, my, my part-time job. Do I really want to do my major? And that's how we get hooked. That's how we get, I mean, when I, I could rattle off 10 names right now of people that went through our store or our company as a part-time job and now are in a sales leadership role or a uh, system manager role or a store leader role or a corporate office role because they just got hooked. 
They drank the Kool-Aid and it tasted really, really good. We kept adding sugar to it and made the recipe even better. And before you know it, they went, I, yeah, I want to stay here. But you want to know something that's fascinating about that. What's that? Is that person sees a path. Okay. And and maybe it's, it's not even just that they see it and observe it or somebody else showed it to them that they're like, they feel it internally. Like there's, it's a burning thing inside of them. And they're like, I could do this here. Yeah. And and I think this could be the thing that I want to do. What I was going to say though, is on the outside, they have parents, siblings, or other people that have a lot of influence in their life that say, but what about that degree? Are you just going to take that four years and, and you were going to go pursue this? And so you're just going to be this. You're just going to be that. And guys, you have to be so careful with what you listen to. Like everybody is willing to give advice, but the advice always comes through their own experiences. And that advice is always going to be limited by that. And so there are people that end up compromising their, on their dreams because somebody else couldn't see it for them, had enough of their influence, they didn't have enough of their own inner confidence, and they didn't pursue them. Because somebody said, but if you do that, like, I'm just thinking back to, you know, when kids said they want to be an artist, there was a long time, like when we were growing up, when it was like, oh, hey, that'd be really great, but what are you going to do to actually make a living? Yeah, that's a cute, cute, cute dream, right? (laughs) You know, um, no, you're not going to be a professional athlete or we, we say and do things all the time out of good intention that can cause some pretty extreme harm and can kill dreams. And so, so when you can light dreams back up, just understand there's always going to be what I would call a border bully, right? You get out to that edge of, of the comfort zone and right there waiting for you are the border bullies that remind you of who you are, where you came from, why you should be doing this, why this didn't work for them. And you got to make a decision. I'm either going to push through them while they're shouting at me and pushing me around Mm -hmm. and push forward, or I'm going to allow them to turn me back. Yeah. You know, I, I remember telling my mom, I think I'm going to stop going to school and go shields full time. Mm. And, you know, she could have easily said, no, you're not. You're already two years in or whatever, whatever that was. You need to finish your career. You need to get a college education. And she didn't. She said, go for it. Like, you're young. If you need to go back to school, go back to school. That's a, that is a great story. I'm so glad to hear that because oh. I, I kind of thought you were going to say the other way. Oh, you know, no, no, no. It's like, no, she completely, like, they were, they were completely supportive of, of what I was, I was going to do. Like, they, they never questioned it. But I also, I hope, maybe I, I, I laid out the vision of what that looked like. You know, maybe I, I can, I can't remember now, but I told them, hey, I got a guy that wants me to do this full time. Like, this is who he is. I think this could be a good thing. Like, they never once questioned it. Now, I'm sure they were scared. Like their son's quitting school and going to go try a retail job full time. I'm sure they're going like, is this really the right decision for him? But, you know, I think they also knew that, you know, I, I picked a career in law enforcement and I was probably not going to be good in law. Like it was just, they're proud of me, but I found something that I actually really loved and I, I I got, I'm now getting challenged and I see something bigger. So I'm going to go after it this way. But yeah, it could have easily changed the, my, my career path if they, if they would have said, nope, you're staying in school, you're not doing this. 
And it's, it could have been devastating, you know, to, to break outside that norm. And you, you think of like different cultures, you know, you're either going to be a doctor, a lawyer, or this, and there's no other way career path. And you say, well, no, I want to do this instead. And these families disown their kids because nope, these are the, your dad's a doctor, your grandpa's a doctor, your brother's a doctor, your sister's a doctor. You're going to be a doctor too. And well, I don't want to be a doctor. I want to be this. And it just doesn't go well, but you have to have the support. Find ways to say yes. Don't say no. You know, that, that's the biggest thing. That's great. Absolutely. Well, I think that's a good place to end. This is, uh, I, I like this conversation. It was good. Yeah. yeah, for sure it was. All right. I'm Jim. I'm Matt. And we'll catch you next week. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode of the 2120 Podcast. Hey, everyone, this is Jim. And Matt and I want to ask you for a favor. If you've gotten something out of these conversations, if you've been entertained, or maybe you've learned something valuable that will help you improve or your business improve, then the best way to pay us back is to like this podcast, give us a review, and let others know about it. And that will help fuel our fire to keep going and keep bringing you awesome content. We'll see you next time.